lick it, bite it. Come on, bite it. Come on, bite it. Bite it, you idiot. Come on, Michael. Welcome. Get biting. Are you going to bite it or not? Are you going to bite it? No, I'm going to bite it. No, come on, Michael, bite it. Youngin's Podcast. Previously on the Youngin's Podcast. Uh, perhaps you should do all of our interviews with guests on roller coasters. Do you do different types of cat noises, incidentally, or is it just the one cat noise that you do? Not such, it's just a solitary mute. We got a blind person walking in, Betty. Put the kettle on. Brew a massive cup of tea. The blind man's in tonight. Oh, you've got a lot of hair on your stomach, Michael. This is my teddy. He's called Boobies. <laughs> Can you tell that things? Of the, the parts of your skin is being shed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he refuses to bite. It's the Youngins Podcast. The youngins are getting a little bit shirty with each other. This week we've got some advice for anyone listening to the podcast who might be thinking about ending it all, but wants to do it in an unusual and novel way. We can help. I'm sure there's someone listening who fits that bill. I hope you don't do it, but if you do, you might as well do it and enjoy yourself and do something a little bit different as well. And possibly get yourself in the Guinness Book of Records. Gavin Davenport is back on the podcast. We'll play a track from his latest album and have a chat with him about music and phone apps. Last week, I played what I thought was probably the most cynically and cheaply produced football song in the world. This week, I attempt to make my millions and cash in on the song that I think will rival that. Subjects also covered in this week's Youngins podcast include The Holiday in Express and Nipples. And this week's pun selection is based around Wales, Jesus and Andrew Lloyd Webber. All that and more coming up on the Youngins podcast, which this week is entitled Couples for Christ. All, my friends, of course, will be revealed. Now, we have played this a couple of times already on the Youngins podcast, so hopefully you're not bored of it. We're going to play a live version of Pic la Belaine, very shortly, performed by the Youngins. So we're going to start with an introduction about the song from Peterborough, and then we're going to, after the song, we're going to segue into a little bit from our gig in London at uh, the King's Place Theatre in London. So I'll be back in a few minutes. Enjoy this roller coaster of a ride that I'm going to take you on from Peterborough to London. Or maybe that should be Petersburg. Anyway, <laughs> if you weren't listening last week, that wouldn't make much sense to you. But never mind. You've got to, you know, the podcast is full of motifs and themes that will reoccur. And if you can't be bothered to listen to all the podcasts, then you're going to miss out on certain bits and pieces, all right? Little intricate things that play into the podcast. Over to you, Mr. Cooney. It's called uh, Pica la Belen, <coughs> which unfortunately means kill the whale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it's, 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 it's a bit, no, it's a bit of a, it's, it's not really, well, it, it does mean that, but it, it's the, the subject of the song, the man singing, doesn't want to be a whaleman. Hmm. He wants to sail away and find his, his lost love at sea. Um, well, it's that perpetual quandary that the man has struggled with for millennia, you know, whale killing or love, and... Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, please, no one video this, because the last thing we want is to be... Uh, I think we take of... your clothes off. No, <laughs> no, it's just that you know that whale. Bloody hell, <laughs> really. There's a free willy, my friend. Oh, <laughs> No one, 
YouTube this because the last thing you want is to be sort of have sort of campaign attacks from Greenpeace or anything. Like that. <laughs> That's what it's Right. Oh. 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 I'm not even going to try, I'm just going to... <laughs> Call me idiot. What? Yeah, it's not... Oh, never mind. What? It's, <laughs> not, it's not a real joke, is it? It's, it's the first line of Moby Dick, and now call me Ishmael. Let's call me Ishmael. Why Let's try that. Exactly. Oh, you're such a Moby Dick, you aren't you? <laughs> anyway, anyway. You wonder why people oh. think we're a bloody couple? Uh, <laughs> It was a weird van. Oh, we saw this van which said and was advertising it. It said on the emblazoned on the van it said couples, couples for Christ. Is anyone aware? <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that some weird dating agency? <laughs> couples? Or was it like a sacrificial kind of thing? <laughs> anyway. You still took the phone number down there, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Easily get nailed, but uh, anyway. Uh, Jesus Jesus, Jesus is Protica. Let's do it. find out how it's gone a little bit later on. Yeah. At the back, hang on, but Ben, her boyfriend, is at the front. So what's she doing at the back? Well, she Maybe there's two French people, David. We are in oh, love with Oh, my 
again. We're not in the northeast nowadays. Wow, well, sorry, I'm not allowing this. I said one French person only. <laughs> Get out! Unbelievable. We'll not stand for this. Right. Let's talk to our French. We'll take it in turns. So the person at the front, French woman at the front, our French woman front <laughs> correspondent, Elsa. Yes. Um, is that okay? Or how did you find that? What kind of area of France are you from, by the way? Uh, northeast. Northeast. So how did you go from the northeast France perspective? That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Oh, very good. The French woman at the back row. How did it? How did it go from the derriere? Can only get worse. <laughs> How did it go? What? Very good. Very good. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Are you from a different part of France? Yes, yeah, south of France. So that's oh. the northeast and south covered. Excellent. So we can tick that off the list. Excellent. <laughs> Anyone from Greenpeace in? Um, <laughs> um, it's not every day you get a song about whale killing and love. And personally, I think it's brilliant. Because I believe that one of those two things, ladies and gentlemen, I believe one of those two things is the most important, the most beautiful thing on this planet. I won't tell you which one it is, but you, you better keep your pet whales away from me just in case. That's all I'm saying. Is it Mr. Lover Lover or Mr. Blubber Blubber? <laughs> who, who was it who bought you the fourth pint? <laughs> Clips from Peterborough and London gigs there. And of course the song was Picla Belen, Spike the Whale. Funny name for a whale. <laughs> oh, save us, Gavin Davenport. Save us on the phone. Folk singer, musician, member of the Albion Band and solo performer as well. Previous podcast guest with a new album called The Born Orchard on the phone, Mr. Gavin Davenport. Hello. Oh, hello, Mr. Davenport. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. I'm, I'm just trying to find somewhere to stand without loads of background noise. Ah, oh, somewhere that's evocative. <laughs> Is that what you want? Somewhere well, that's evocative. No, it's, it's the, the sound of motorbikes and all of the lovely sounds of wafting in the evening. The trouble is, now with modern phone technologies, I can't actually hear any of that sound. The technology oh, is too Well, there good. you go. Have you heard of those apps that uh, you can get where you can pretend that you're somewhere else that you're not? <laughs> I think it, so it, you, I've never thought of that. Have you not? I think it does something like frazzles your location, so it says you're in a different location area than you are. And it also has like a sound effects option as well. So, for instance, there's like, um, there's ones where you can say, I'm just on the train, and then you can have like the sound effect of a train running in the background, so you can pretend to people that you're actually on the train. And as well as that, it's got some ones like in busy traffic, so you can just say, oh, I really can't talk to you right now, I've got him busy. So you can sort of drop those um, those calls that you really don't want to, you know, to deal with. That is genius. So I think you should try and uh, look for that kind of app. There's other ones as well, I think they do like the sound of howling wolves and stuff, so you can pretend that you've been I, I, I think wolves. there's a market to be tapped here, I think we could do the, the we're in a folk club, I'm sorry, all that kind yes, of thing. Yes, in the folk club app. Where yeah. you just hear like a concertina or something like that, or someone <laughs> drunkenly singing. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there is a market, and we actually on the uh, the podcast this week, we're talking about untapped markets because uh, if you type in the name of a sort of a lower league football club into something like Spotify, there's only one, um, there's only like generally one or two tracks that come up. So, for instance, if you type in Hartlepool United, there's only one track for Hartlepool United or Tranmere Rovers or something like that. And it's by this American group called Don't Kick the Baby. And basically, all they've done is they've recorded this generic kind of American football <laughs> song and then they've just obviously copied and pasted them shouting the name of a football team and they must be making an absolute I wonder how much money they're actually making so what we've actually done on the podcast this week is we've created sort of the young'uns alternative generic football anthem and I 
I'm hoping. I'm, we're going to put it out on Spotify and iTunes and stuff, and we're hoping that we're kind of going to be able to be millionaires because of this, uh, Gavin. So, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Exactly, um, yes. And then we'll move, maybe move on to apps a little bit later on and start the Eagle Davenport Empire. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, I've just been, I've been listening to your, to your album. I've managed to listen to it in full now, The Born Orchard. And I thought uh, one song that uh, really stood out uh, because of the, the use of samples and stuff was, uh, was uh, from The Born Orchard, which has got, um, I think it's got like the Elliots of Berkeley and, and things like that and, and source singers and things. Yeah, it's, it's got all sorts of stuff. It's got um, Phil Tanner and May Bradley definitely on there, quite a few others as well. So, what's the inspiration behind it? Um, well, I mean, it's the, it's the title track on the record. Yeah. And, and the title sort of sprang out of this this weird phrase that I heard in a pub that I worked in in Liverpool um, about the Bone Orchard, which is the slang name uh, quite common in the States and parts of the West Indies. It's like the slang name for the cemetery. And I quite liked it as a phrase, and it sort of stuck in my head that there was something quite positive about the idea that after people are dead, that something continues to grow and, and fruit. And it sort of summed up a lot of what I thought about um, traditional songs, yeah. really. So the song itself is kind of about well, mainly that I've made my entire career by stealing material off dead people. Um, but, <laughs> See, yeah, but you're no like, better than sort of William Harvey and Galen and that kind of people, just stealing dead corpses, really. It's just a step up from that, no, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the musical equivalent. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I just thought there was something quite nice about the idea that um, when you learn a song, it's you're only learning it because someone else kept it going and that you're never learning a pure version it's always kind of it's like the way I've sort of described it is it's, it's got someone else's kind of grubby genetic fingerprints on it and you take a little bit of them on when you sing it and then hopefully when someone hears your version in the future then they are hearing it through the filter of you mm. so even though people are sort of dead and gone there's like a lingering part of their performance sort of sticks to the song certainly which I mean, is quite a weird idea but that, that was my weird idea anyway and that was the inspiration for the song and the album title so I thought that uh, it'd be quite nice to sort of flesh it out by having some samples of those singers who uh, really influenced me I think it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, there's a lot of sort of great. There's a few groups who kind of do that. I mean, I'm thinking sort of um, Chumbawamba review sort of samples, and uh, I think it was a. It was a they, I mean, did you hear that um, modernised kind of remixed version of the, the folk ballads by something called Broadcaster? Did you ever hear that? Um, I didn't. I've heard a few sort of. There's um, some American versions of, of the same sort of thing. They did like um, I think they're called Tangle Eye or something like that. They did um, like Alan Lomax field recordings, and they remixed them with like dance bits and, and, you know, extra backing into yeah, support. Yeah, it was kind of like that. And, I mean, I, I, I actually liked it. You can see why it would really annoy some people, but it was kind of like dance <laughs> versions of uh, the folk ballads and, and stuff like that. And uh, Brilliant to speak to you, Gavin. I'm going to let you go. What is a, um, what's a pre-gig ritual for you? Do you have pre-gig rituals? Um, it would normally it's uh, Weatherspoons. There's a bit of an Albion band habit of going to Weatherspoons. Oh, um, if, I'm, if I'm touring in the duo with Tom, it tends to be fish and chips. But uh, Albion band is um, is almost always uh, Weatherspoons. So there you go. It kind of goes against that a lovely folk ethos there. Uh, you know, popping <laughs> a Ma bit of McDonald's, bit of Weatherspoons. <laughs> yeah, it's classy oh. stuff. Oh, God. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we'll speak to you. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously speak over the summer, during the festivals and stuff, and maybe even, uh, who knows? Who knows what high jinks we shall get up to and if the, uh, over festivals, Gavin. But great to speak okay. to you again, my friend. You too, mate. From the album, The Bourne Orchard, this is From The Bourne Orchard. Singer 
barren, moldering silence is laid. Yet forever the words of our forebears are wed to the fruits of the morning born out of one bed. Sing me your tale from the deep of your grave, the future to sweeten and memory to save. Testing the innocent word Where the breaths of the slumberers Rise through the floor May our lips form the words That were spoken before In a lullaby hush Or a clamorous roar We shall sing of the things we remember Bedside from birth to life's end. I have reached through the branches, their riches to gain. The fruit on our fingers and lips leaves its stain. While the law in the earth, our imprints remain. Where we sang of the things we Play me in the sound now. So I don't know. I'm supposed to play something. I'm not thinking about it. And so. 
yourself a hundred Jungen's podcast points if you are able to identify all of the samples in that song. Feel free to send us an email and uh, we'll send you something. I mean, you might not like it, but that's the risk you take. Well, we've arrived at the Holiday Inn Express um, in Newport, Wales. I'm just wondering why, particularly an Express, like why, how does it the Holiday Inn Express differ to the Holiday Inn because you don't associate. I don't think you associate accommodation with Express. It doesn't seem that the two things don't really seem to go hand in hand. Like you know, Express travel suggests that it's going to get there faster. But what does Holiday Inn Express mean? Does that suggest that everything is quicker, the service is quicker, like um, perhaps all the the waiters and the staff have been given performance-enhancing drugs so they can serve you a lot quicker? Or does it mean that you you have to do everything faster? so that you have to sleep faster you know you have to be have a quicker sleep you kind of get i'm sorry you sir you can only sleep for four hours in here this is the holiday inn express oh bloody hell i'm not doing this again i'll have to go i'm gonna go to the holiday inn next time in fact actually giving weight to my point there about having to do things quickly is the fact that in the lift is the breakfast menu and it's quite an extensive menu. Obviously, you've got your different choices, your grapefruits and your cereals and your, your porridge and your, um, your cooked breakfast with all the different options and that kind of thing in the Continental. So it's quite a big menu. So having the menu in the lift, and the lift's pretty quick. It's an express lift, obviously. Surely that means that you've only got... I mean, literally, it probably would take you about two or three minutes to read the menu. But the lift, at the very most, you're going to spend probably about 20, 30 seconds in the lift. So there's not enough time to read the menu. But it's pinned to the wall on the lift. So when you do... Yes! Having the menu in the lift is common. Well, hang on a minute. Well, I I think this says, Sean, this says something about wider society then. I'm a social commentator these days. Apparently, gone to Sean. It's not just about, it doesn't just happen in the holiday. (laughs) My naivety. No, I just think it's a bit of a strange thing because how are you meant to read it? If, if you wanted to read it, like, oh, bloody hell, I'm only at the cereal, but I'm interested in the cooked breakfast, I'll have to go down to floor two again, and then <laughs> go back up to floor three. It's ridiculous. Anyway, the Holiday Inn Express, were, to get to there, we had to pass, um, just next to the Holiday Inn Express, a place called St. Melon's. So there must be a St. Melon. I can find, I think I can find a St. Melonius on the internet. I found a St. Melonius. When I say on the internet, I don't mean I found his Facebook page. Um... Yeah, but that's like, you wouldn't abbreviate a certain, though, would you? You wouldn't say, like... No, no. Don't know which one it was, but there's a story in, like, medieval times. There was a pope who died, and the reason they gave was that because he ate five melons. Five melons? Oh, consecutively. (laughs) Excellent. We should do that, the young'uns challenge. We see if we can beat, survive the pope. I think if you are going to sort of thinking maybe when you're listening to this and I can understand why if you're listening to this you might be suicidal perhaps you know have a bit of fun with it don't just kill yourself try like sort of interesting radical ways of doing it so for instance think I'm going to try and beat the Pope's record so then listen to this why this is such a good idea so you're thinking of killing yourself so chances are if you eat six melons you might die okay if you do die then 
at least you'll enjoy the melons. At least you'll enjoy the first two melons, right? But the other thing is, if you don't die and you've eaten six melons, then you get yourself in the Guinness Book of Records. You could be famous. That could give you a whole new lease of life. You know, this could set your life in a completely new direction. Absolutely perfect. So there you are. Advice to people who want to kill themselves on the Youngins podcast. These express taps, my goodness, I've just turned it on. I just nearly got covered. The water comes out much faster with an express holiday in tap. There you go. And if you want some extra learning, ladies and gentlemen, you could, of course, research St. Melon. Uh, Sean said he didn't get his name shortened, but actually he did. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, St. Melon. Uh, it was also called St. Melonius. Saint, I think it was called St. Melanes or something. He had all sorts of different names. In fact, there was about five different names that he was known as. Goodness knows why he had so many names. There you go. And we might try that. As I said, the young'uns could... <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't try it, actually. How many melons can the young'uns eat? We could try it on stage. It would be an interesting experiment. It'll certainly beat Channel 4's drug programme. We're going to take Ecstasy live on Channel 4 right now. Well, you thought that was sensational. What about when the young'uns eat five consecutive lemon... Not lemons. No, that wouldn't be as interesting. Maybe we'd start with lemons and then move on to melons. Oh, we've, we've managed to eat five lemons, but join us next week when we move on to melons. We could, we could go up the fruit scale, keep people keen, start off with tangerines, move on to apples, lemons... And then eventually we move on to melons. That's the that's the big series ender. It would have to be, because would we survive it? Anyway, something to maybe look forward to in the future. Probably won't happen, but you never know. We might if we get if there's any commissioners listening to this, maybe think about it. We could have a grocer to sponsor it. It could be a commercial feature. We could have a green grocer who sponsors the feature. As I mentioned last week on the Young'uns podcast, we are going professional. As in, we are leaving our full-time jobs and we're going to do spend more time doing freelance work and the music, the Young'uns. I think it's safe to say that as time goes on, we're probably going to get more and more peeved with each other, you know? We're going to get irritated with each other. And at last, I remember a couple of summers ago, I think we were starting to get a little bit... We did something like 15 festivals or something over the summer. We were starting to rile each other. And it, but then there's been situations where we've had sort of little arguments on stage, but nothing really full-on particularly, just like sort of little contretemps, but hopefully comedic contretemps. Comedic contretemps. That's a good uh, bit of alliteration. But there was a situation a while back at a gig where we were having an argument with each other and uh, we sort of did like this pretend little fight. Like I sort of lunged towards Sean and Sean lunged towards me and it was perfectly synchronised. Uh, and it was just a little bit of a joke. But someone jumped up from the front and uh, of the, of the thing sort of advanced towards us. And I'm like, oh, it's all right, lads, it's all right, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Try to break us up. So here's an example of hopefully a comedic contretemps. But as time goes on, they'll stop becoming comedic and they'll literally just become brutal. But anyway, for now it's co hopefully comedic. And it starts with Mr Cooney making aspersions upon my attire. They say the David Eagle fan clubs and the word got round that he was wearing lumberjack shirts and the weekend and everyone's got what I do with me. As I say, I've said this before, everything that I wear is ridiculous. Oh, everything. It's not matter what it is. If I wear black, it's even if I wear black, it's oh we're going to a funeral, are we dear? Where the plane is closed, I get really heard that joke this afternoon, dude. Tell the same joke, and then when I repeat the thing that I said afterwards, you say, Oh, it's the same one as well. Oh, no, I did. Uh, oh, did you develop it? Did you? It took you to another level, did you? You notice how the, the joke developed there from the afternoon to the evening. Yeah, because the people were wearing shirts, he was wearing shirts. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm happy. Oh, you might have been about to develop the joke further if you had 
Sheffield again in three months' time to see how the joke develops. <laughs> My goodness, there'll be a whole musical. We'll have a song about it, there'll be a ballad. Right. What do you fancy doing then? I don't know, I'll just sing. <laughs> I did it again. I've done it again. Well, 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 it this Have you lost your bottle? I've lost my bottle again. I wonder what's happened to your bottle. Have you stolen it? Well, you should call me an idiot. <laughs> you bloody idiot! <laughs> How much do you want this bottle? You know. just deal, 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 deal. There's no deal. You, 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 you two have obviously stolen a show because now, yeah. now we're playing Taunt the Blind Man, aren't <laughs> 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 all these So there you are. That's why at the introduction I said the young'uns are getting a bit shirty with each other because it. So, a double meaning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. You don't just think this thing's uh, thrown together, do you? Do you? Do you? It's all very cleverly interwoven. Well, we'll be back with some more clips from gigs in a few minutes. But first, it's time to reveal my football anthem, my football song. Now, last week on the podcast, I played a football song that uh, basically what they'd done is they'd created this football song. Then they just must have copied and pasted in the various team names. I found this on Spotify when I typed in the word Hartlepool, and it came up with, don't kick the baby, get the goal, Hartlepool United. But I thought there's something a bit weird about this song, because it, it was using all sorts of terms and phrases that aren't really used in English football, and it was done by Americans. This, we're going to break away from a set play, and I was saying, we don't really, I've not really heard that much in English football, set play. Score zone, they were using the word score zone. Overtime rather than extra time. So they were using all sorts of terminology that isn't really used that much in English football. So I thought, well, they're not very passionate about football if they think that. Then they were calling Hartlepool United the Hartlepool United. And then I worked out what it was. Because when you look at the artist profile on Spotify, I saw that they'd basically done the same song, but copied and pasted each team name over the top. So instead of the Hartlepool United, there was one for the Birmingham City FC. There was one for every single league. Not only in England, but also throughout the world as well, including the Australian leagues. And the other weird thing about this was they also got some of the team names wrong. Basically, they got all the teams, they got most of the team names wrong. They were putting this and team uh, before and after them, which is not right. But also, they called Derby County the Derby Country team, which obviously is completely wrong. And then my favourite was Peterborough United, they called the Petersburg United. They were getting a lot of names wrong, so I thought, I can do better than this. I'm going to produce a, a football song that can be copied, the name can be copied and pasted, depending on which team it is, and it can be sold on Spotify and iTunes, and whoever, whichever football club you support, you can just click on that one, and, um, you know, I can make millions here. So I can, I can beat this. I can produce a song that's even more cynically and cheaply produced than that football song, and I can make my millions with this. So I'm going to reveal it now on the Young'uns podcast. This is my football song. Uh, the artist, I've decided, because I was going to call it the Young'uns, I was going to say it was a Young'uns song, but then I thought the record label might not be too happy about the fact that uh, we're kind of, you know, every single time you type in the Young'uns into iTunes or Spotify or something, it comes up with... 300 football songs, <laughs> all with just exactly the same, just with different team names over the top. The, the artists, I think I'm going to call the group The Ball Kickers, okay? So there we, the other group are called Don't Kick the Baby. I'm going to call this group The Ball Kickers, and the song is called The Greatest Team in the World, and then in brackets, you've got the name of the, the team, whoever it might be. Well, in this case, because we started with Hartlepool United, I'm going to uh, do that on this occasion, so I'm going to play you the Hartlepool United version. I mean, to be honest, all the other versions are exactly the same, they've just got the other teams pasted in. Before we quickly do it, let me just briefly explain that this took me about two hours to make, so I think I've probably rivaled the the, uh, the other one. I think it probably took a bit longer than two hours, so I literally have spent two hours recording a football song. <laughs> this is what I came up with. So it's called The Greatest Team on Earth, The Ball Kickers, 
and we're going to play the Hartlepool United version. Here we go. There you go. That is my football anthem, ladies and gentlemen. My generic, cheaply, cynically produced football anthem. I think that's probably going to rival it. We've got more. We call them a soccer team for a start. You know, we haven't even, I haven't even bothered to say the actual name of the football team. I just got a voice synthesizer to say it. There you are. So I think I'm rivaled them. Don't kick the baby next year. If they put out another football song, uh, they're going to be annoyed. They just probably think we can just put any old drivel out there. Well, not anymore, because I think it's going to be, let's just have a look at how much money we've made. What? Um, it's not out yet, because I've obviously got to wait until the playoffs uh, have happened, and then I'll release it on Spotify and iTunes and Napster. Then please do buy it. It won't cost you very much. I mean, what, it's like 79 pence on iTunes? 
You might as well just buy it. Don't even bother streaming it. Yeah, yeah stream it and buy it. But buy the full thing. Seventy nine. There's going to be no physical copies. <laughs> I'm not going to have any uh, uh, pressed. Oh, but we want to see the artwork, David. Come on, get the. No, it's so cynically produced. I, I think we need. I think we do need an image, though. So I need advice on like the image and stuff like that. Maybe I could just have me stood there with a ball, just or just a picture of a football. Just something really, really cheap. That's what we need. We need it to look as cheap and as cynically produced as possible. And we just want to see how much money it can make. So there you go. So I'll let you know more about that over the next month or two on the podcast. Okay, so I gave Mr Cooney a mission. Because I talked about the Holiday Inn Express and the lift menu. And I was thinking, how can you possibly read the entire menu? I was wrong, by the way. I said it was the breakfast menu. It wasn't the breakfast menu. It was the entire menu. It was breakfast and it was like the, the main meals as well. Like all, with all the starters and the mains and the desserts. So, And my point was, how can you possibly read that in the lift? It only takes about 10 seconds to get to a floor, so you've got no chance of actually reading it. You have to keep going up and down in the lift. Up and down, up and down. It's pointless. Well, do you want to be out here, mate? Well, yeah, I do, but I just want to... Read the rest of this menu, that's all right. I'll just go down again and up again. Well, pretty hell, can you open the door? I'm trying to get out here. I'm only up to the grapefruit juice, mate. I'm a slow reader. Well, let me out. Oh, I'll take the stairs. This is ridiculous. So I gave Mr Cooney the mission of trying to read the menu, as much of the menu as he could, while we took a standard journey in the lift. We went from ground floor to top floor, so there's about three or four floors there. And this is what happened. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Let's find out how he does. Right, Mr. Cooney, your mission is to try and read the lift menu right, in the space that we're going to sit the lift. Go. Starters, hardy soup, your choice of tomato, a basil of pork and leek soup, serve with the rustic bread roll, 747. <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> Potato skins, 495, topped with cheese and served with the sour cream dipped in tomato sauce, a vegetable. Uh, mains, chicken and cheese, or pesto alfredo, penny pomade, pesto. We're here? That's ridiculous. You see, you cannot do it. We'd probably have to make... How much was there on the menu? I could have, I could have glanced it. Yeah, but, let come on. Time a glance, right? Time a glance. Look yeah. You, you count in your head. I'll do one, one, three, go. One, two... Oh, <laughs> the doors are closing! Hey, Davies, will you... Kids don't count in their head when they're six. Let's Wait. Try it again. What do you want? Hang on. on. One, two, three, count in your head. One? You said it? Yes. Now. Yeah, done, done. Oh. Seen it on. There we go. We now the doors. <laughs> We're going back down. Hang on, there's no way you've glanced at the yeah, menu. Yeah, I've seen it. Sean, you couldn't even read it. How have you glanced? Oh, come in. <laughs> oh, well, we're going up. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Right. Um, we, we going up? We'll take it we'll down. We'll take it down. We'll just here. Hello. Would you like us to read the menu while you're on it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you off out tonight? We just gone to the pub next door. Oh, we've just uh, been there. The, Very good. The, 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 the dragon. We're oh, going up. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. We appear to be going up, Sean. Oh, sorry, we've turned you up. <laughs> no, well, that's you, sorry. You've that's got sorry. your button you just pressed there. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> sorry about that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So there we are. So they were very confused. <laughs> Have we got anything else that we need to cover? No, oh, yes, of course, nipples. We haven't talked about nipples yet. So the bread that you eat and the biscuits you nibble and the sweets that you suck and the joints that you cut they are brought to you daily by all us steamers and if anyone should hinder our coming you will
Thank you very much. There's two things about that show. No, you did, there, what? David. When, what you did said, do? Uh, what? when you said nibble, you oh. put your nipples out. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not nipple. <laughs> and the biscuits are your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do for suck? There's two things about that song, Michael. I've just oh. noticed. Firstly, you, you go very southern when you do it. Like, oh, it's the yeah, only yeah. song that you really go southern. It's like you're channeling Peter Bellamy. But the second <laughs> thing is, <laughs> I stood next to you there and you were like moving around like this. Nudging me out of the way. And then you think, don't stand so close to me. Or you yeah, I was, I was pushing you further and further towards that fire exit. Um, <laughs> it was as if this man here had said, Oh, I'd love a bit of David, you know. <laughs> pushing him further. No, 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 no sir. No, like it. All right. Well, like it, exactly. And you wonder why people think we're gay. No, I don't think so. That was the, the Vita. Yeah. Yeah. A Vita? We won't do that. Not a request for it, is Don't cry for me, Argentina. Why not? We'll all join in. The songs and the musicals. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah. Good. Well, if you do want a song from the musicals, let us know in advance, you know. Warn us via the World Wide Web. Way down south. We have our little, little chord, by the way. In case you're wondering what the heck that was. <laughs> way down south where the cocks do crawl. I won't stick anything out for cocks do crawl. Way down south where the cocks do crawl. Way down in the light. Well, there we are. It's the end of the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. There's nothing to say, really. I'll be back next week, where our guests are Jossian Clark and Ben Walker. And we've also got some covert recordings as well. Some recordings that I've accidentally made. We've done some inadvertent spying. I'll reveal what the heck I'm talking about next week. In the meantime, till next week, don't do anything stupid now. Don't, don't eat too many melons, all right? Till next week, my friends. Goodbye. so much again uh, we'll leave you with this we've still got a few CDs available and if, if you want to sign up to our mailing list and find out when we're next to the area and also we're planning something uh, in the winter we're looking to uh, we're going to get a hire a big bunkhouse or a youth hostel and invite people to a weekend with us Carol you can get your revenge on us would you spend a weekend in the woods with us <laughs> so, would you spend a week in the woods with me, sir? <laughs> Not even 20 minutes. <laughs> there's there's going to be more information about it. You get all your food included, someone else will cook it. It's still not worth it. No. <laughs> it's a vegan only menu. Wild meat again. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. One and a half hours with David Eagle. Look what you've turned into. <laughs> <laughs> so I will do one final chorus song. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So please join us for this. Let's see if we. So we'll do.
See if we can what? Raise the roof. I'm trying to raise the roof. Oh, Have you got insurance this <laughs> place? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll do that. So we'll do John Ball, shall we? Oh, uh, yes. Sing John Ball. Sorry, do we need to go through the chorus? No. No? no? Alright, okay. Let's do it twice. Well, we'll be. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, is, that good, is that good enough for you all? That'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> 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 I'll do it again. It's frightened, don't eat this. Someone's nibbles have just run. Anyway. It's the drink part just out Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Room for one more, Carol. Uh, right. Do <laughs> <laughs> you sit? Do you sit? I'm going to say I'll sleep on the drain pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Timmy's <laughs> 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 open, so. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Well, that was our uncle. Thank you.